Hey friends, welcome to the Generosity Podcast. We're excited you're here. I'm here with my good friend, Jeff Thomas from Arcos Financial, and I'm Gunnar Johnson with Youth for Christ. Today, we've got an excellent podcast coming your way called Developing Your Principles. Jeff, you're in the financial service industry. You work with a lot of families that are just awesome. How do you help people get their principles in order with their business and their family? Yeah, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, Gunnar, thanks for the time again today. Always like hanging out with you and talking about these things. You know, this series that we're doing of, of 12 videos is literally uh, coming from our company's 12 principles. So how do we treat each other internally, that sort of work family, if you will? Like we measure our behavior against those principles. And then we also uh, like sort of preaching those principles to our clients and that's sort of the lens through we look at each other and uh, how we treat clients. So it's kind of a and we 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 sort of bounce those off of uh, biblical principles. We want them all to relate to biblical principles. So so that's kind of where this thing came from in this series. And uh, arguably, we don't really number the principles or order them, but arguably this is number one. And and uh, our our COO Kale Dow, he I, I was telling you he kind of jokes. He didn't want to call this develop your principles. You want to just say have principles. That's what he wanted to call it. And so as Gunnar and I were kind of talking uh, before we started recording, what we thought we'd talk about today is, you know, okay, corporate principles. A lot of us run companies. Gunnar runs a company that he founded. Uh, they, they worked on their principles at Arcos. We've run, um, there's a bunch of business owners out there or people working for other companies that have developed values and principles and mission and vision and all these things. You know, we're not going to kind of nitpick today between maybe values and principles. That's a more technical discussion that we don't have to have. But we were just going to talk about how, how do you do these? You know, at work, we kind of got a group together. Uh, and, and frankly, we wanted 12 principles. How are we going to behave? We had some categories we wanted to cover. 12 is a lot, maybe for a family. Uh, but we got together and it was a really fun exercise, actually a discussion of what are the key things and what are the boundaries in which we want to live and that sort of thing. But Gunnar, you, you know, I, you've been sort of in nonprofit and church world for a long time, dealing with families at the church and that kind of thing. I know you've had a lot of experience also with families doing this. So I know you've had personally done some things. What, how do you think about this translating to a family? Oh, yeah. Great question. Uh, Zig Ziglar used to say, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. I mean, life is busy and there's an unlimited amount of opportunities, things grabbing at our time all, all the time. And so principles dictate priorities, priorities situate, organize our life. And so in, in my marriage, Missy and I've been married at this podcast date, uh, 27 years, high school sweethearts. We've done for many years, we've done an annual retreat where we talk about life and our marriage and are we doing what we want to do? I, I have a group of four principles we operate our life, our marriage on. In fact, when Missy hears this, we're, we're due for another. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, it's been a while. You have to, you have to yeah. caveat. Okay. But here's our four principles. Generosity. Number one, number two, love. Three, Christ-centeredness. And four, loyal. They're not in exact order of importance, but. That, that's what we live by. I mean, you become a friend of ours. We're going to we're gonna love you. We're going to be generous. We're going to be loyal. You can screw up. We're still going to love you. 
Um, and it's all because of the way we live out our life under the banner of Christ followers. And you know what? It helps us design what we say no to, because there's a lot more we say no to than yes. And then the flip side of what you were referencing is business. I mean, we have our operating principles in our business and we've got a drywall and paint company. Youth for Christ has its operating principles. It's got its values. It's got all these things lined out as well. I mean, it, it's just, I think where the gap is, is just most families don't sit down and, and design the, their principles for making decisions. So it's almost like they shoot from the hip. They'd never shoot from the hip in their corporate world or their exactly. business. <laughs> yeah. So well, let, let's have some fun and get into these. Uh, let, let's just do a couple of these Bible verses. We've talked about a few of these things, but just to kind of cement them, because I think it's one thing, like I'm thinking of some, uh, you know, in financial services, we've got some, uh, the people that are popular in our industry who are not believers, frankly, who one of them's even written a book called Principles, okay? And our industry talks about it a lot. And when I was reading it, I was like, uh, okay, pretty worldly, but clearly didn't sort of fact check these with the Bible. So maybe we can, obviously there's a lot of principles in the Bible. Uh, so we're not going to get to all those today, but, but we thought we'd sort of thematically hit a couple and we have some fun kind of going through some of these verses and just bouncing them off each other and seeing what kind of hits us. So let me just read Ephesians 4, 14. Uh, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. What image comes to mind when you hear that passage? Yeah. Well, what image comes to my mind is someone who is firmly planted, knowing who they are and why they do what they do. And again, I think that's why we've got to go back and encourage families to take the time to develop your principles, know who you are, know what you stand for. Sure makes it a lot easier when big decisions happen in life. You know, a couple of words that sort of pop out to me. I love that. A couple of words that pop out to me are infants, right? When you're when you're a baby, you don't really have control. You, you get tossed back and forth wherever whoever's taking care of you does it. But as you grow up, you know, how do you get stronger in your ability to control your own destiny? You said something earlier at the top, principles dictate priorities, man. That's an underline and highlight uh, for me. The other word that pops out for me in this is waves. Tossed back and forth by the waves. So like the image that came to my brain was like an anchor, you know, like an anchor to windward, right? You drop the anchor. If you've been fishing or whatever, they always drop the, okay, this is a good fishing spot. We got to stay in one place because if we don't drop the anchor, the wind's going to blow us off of this spot where we want to be. That's right. So if, you, if you're trying to be in the spot you're, you, you want to be, you got to have an anchor. What's your anchor? You know, these yeah. principles. And so they're kind of like gravity, you know? Um, they're going to keep you in place and sort of unmutable. And I also like what you said about, I think a lot of us struggle, I know I do, with the saying no. So it gives you that, like you said, you say, you, you sort of blew past that, but I want to highlight it. You say no to more things than you say yes to. And I think a lot of us want to get better at saying no gracefully. But if you can say no, because, hey, I operate under these principles or values, 
and, and what you're suggesting just doesn't fit with ours. It's a great thing for a lot of other people who, you know, uh, have different values. That's just not what we do. So I've actually done that before and people are like, oh, okay. You know, and, and you don't feel weird about it or, or guilty, if you will. You know, and even last, last night I signed up for an event you invited me to, a journey of generosity through generous giving at Ellen Barnhart's office at Barnhart Rigging and Crane out in Memphis, Tennessee. And when I saw that invite, I was like, oh yeah, this is an easy yes. I'll make it fit in my calendar. I've got to, you know, clear some things out and whatnot. But I mean, hanging out, talking about generosity, studying the Bible with a dude who totally is like the Michael Jordan, or I don't want to say the LeBron James, Michael Jordan was much more. (laughs) That's a whole other podcast is the GOAT debate. But, you know, talking about generosity, I love being with my friends. This is a Christ-centered thing. I mean, this this to me is easy to say yes to when I look at my my principles, my priority, where I want to go. Um, another example, when, when I had the opportunity to go on staff at Youth for Christ, I had always told my business, my number one job is to be an ambassador for Christ. So whether we're going to do business as missions and the marketplace is going to be a mission field, all that stuff, that's a given. But I set my business up to give me the freedom, which means I take less money out of it. But I needed the freedom to build the leadership team to let me go do ministry when God called me to do ministry kind of like the apostle Paul's doing ministry. So when Youth for Christ called, my my business had already had it as a desire to be a business's missions. And my leadership team said, oh yeah, we're going to bridge the gap where we need to. And we support you doing Youth for Christ work as you're also being the CEO of Bigfoot Drywall. Um, yeah, it means it means some hours and such, but those decisions get easy, you know, when, when you've already got your principles. Dictated. Running them through the filter. That's you right. ran them through the filter and, and I, and we'll, we'll get back to the family alignment, but I think the fact that you did that uh, with, with Missy is just fantastic. Uh, okay. Let, let's do a couple of other verses uh, just for fun here. Uh, James 1, 22 to 25. I'll read it and I'll just, I'd love to get your reaction. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Otherwise you are deceiving yourselves. For anyone who hears the word but does not carry it out is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after observing himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks intent, sometimes I'd like to forget, but the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and continues to do so, not being a forgetful hearer, but an effective doer, he will be blessed in what he does. What jumps out at you about that? I love the doer concept. And I think I'm wired to be a doer. Uh, I, I get an idea, I get concepts, I get marching orders, I get requests from the team. I, I, I like getting stuff done. I feel good getting stuff done. When I'm reading the Bible, I've got one ear to heaven and one ear on the scriptures, what it's telling me. And I'm asking the Lord, is it for me to do right now? And a lot of times it's absolutely isn't it peculiar how many times you're in a life circumstance and you're reading the Bible and it freaking speaks exactly to what That's is happening. Crazy, man. Wow. It's supernatural. No. It's not, it's not, it's not natural. I mean, that's why it's alive, right? That's the whole idea. It's living and active sharper than a two edged sword. I think that's Hebrew Hebrews. Anyways. Um, 
James, James is encouraging us to, to get active, be doers of the word. I mean, what's the Lord telling you through the word? Just go do it. I mean, I think God created the just do it campaign before Nike ever thought about it. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I think you're right on the money. And, and of, look, of course, we're taking this out of context and, and uh, we're saved by grace alone. We're, we're not obviously trying to say that the works are, are where your salvation comes from. That's not true. But one has to lead to the other. And the doing has to be in concert with God's principles. I think that's what the critical thing is, is it's sometimes it's easy to kind of, boy, the world will take you down that wide path of worldly principles that are not godly principles. So we're just trying to go that more narrow path where, okay, do the work of, of having those principles developed or those values, but also, you know, make sure they are in parallel with you had a great verse from uh, Matthew 7. You want to share that one? Yeah, so you 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 shared a teaching from Paul, teaching from Jesus' brother James. Well, I'm going to go right back to the source of God himself in the flesh. dwelling among us. In his highlight message, this is part of the crescendo. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, Jesus was an incredible teacher, and this is one of his wrap-ups. Uh, Matthew 7, 24, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash well again jesus is just saying determine where you're going to put your priorities you're going to do what i tell you to do build your foundation on the rock the rock being the word of god i mean it doesn't get much clearer than that you know so, the image that's so good the image that's coming to my brain i live in houston we've lived here for decades and uh, you know Every so often, unfortunately, we're, we're about 50 miles from the coast. Galveston Island is, is, is not far away. And so hurricanes periodically come. And uh, every once in a while, as everybody's seen the pictures, there's a bad one, right? And it's not just Galveston, but there's a famous picture that's around town in a lot of different places after a really bad hurricane. I mean, it is just sticks of knockdown houses on the coast. And then there's one house that's still standing. You know, it's missing a shingle or whatever, but it's still standing because somebody went nuts on the foundation and infrastructure of that sucker. And they sit, they didn't just go by the world's building standards of the minimum requirements, you know? Yeah. They built that thing rock solid and it survived the worst storm you've ever seen. Boy, uh, that that verse... Wow. Uh, well, of course it comes from Jesus, but that's, that's got a lot in it. Well, so how, do we, how do we land the plane? What's the action items for a family listening to this going, okay, now what? I so, be so look, uh, Gunner and Missy, let, let, let's, they're the one percenters going on the weekend retreat. Okay. Okay. They're, they're outperforming me. Okay. Got it. They're probably outperforming most of you. So, okay. How do we make this simple? 
one of the exercises uh, that we do, okay, uh, with, with, with our, our, our families at Arcos is uh, we literally, our, our client advice people just sit back and listen to the story, husband and wife separately. Tell, tell us your story. And the, and the point is actually to tease out values, okay? Uh, and we sort of tease out values and bounce it off of them, and we kind of write up a little, a little family wealth purpose statement. Well, you don't, you don't always need a guide to do that or even a retreat. So if we could lower the bar a little bit here and just say, hey, go on a date night and try not to talk about a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> the kids or whatever tends to consume the, uh, uh, the time or, uh, and just say, okay, let's each spend, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes just telling, you know, if you had to tell your life story in 20 or 30 minutes, and then let's tease out what we think the common values of our stories are. And uh, start just developing those things. And you might, and you know what? Write them down. Write them down. They can change. But I think you'd be, I think you'll be kind of impressed at how you can get to three or four sort of values or principles um, that might help you say no to the wrong things and say yes to the right things. And then I would share that with your family. You might even invite them to uh, participate at some level. They might not use the same words, but I, I bet. Uh, your kids, your grandkids probably share some level of those values. Just bounce them off, bounce it off of them. What, what do you think is a good practical next step? What if I like the date, date night idea? I mean, I don't know many wives that don't want to go out on date night or many husbands that don't want to go on date night. Um, but what about this is a key question. What do we want to be remembered by? Ooh. Knowing that the vast majority of our life will be forgotten and never remembered by anyone else, right? What's the core principles that we want people to remember us by? Generosity, love, Christ-centeredness, loyal. That's a pretty dadgum good list. I like it. You make your own list. You figure out what people should remember you by and then begin to design your life around how to live that out. Um You've got, if you go back to the last podcast that we did, which I have been chewing on for weeks and weeks since we recorded it, your inheritance and what you leave behind, this kind of ties into that as well. Um, check that one out. But yeah, take that sweet spouse of yours, whether husband or wife, hanging out on this podcast, go have that conversation. What do we want to be remembered by? Don't put like 50 things down. You're not going to remember all those. Right. Four, five, six, whatever. Make it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> well, maybe we wrap. That's yeah. I can't think of a better place to wrap up. And uh, you know, what are we trying to do here? What we're really trying to do is have a conversation about how do you live an abundant life. You know, and uh, John ten ten. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You know, I, I thought early on in life that my way would be more fun than God's way. Turns out it's exactly the opposite. Uh, God's principles actually lead to joy and an abundant life. And my terrible ideas did not. So anyway, I, I think uh, I love this idea of getting these guardrails and these principles and writing them down and talking about them. This is, this is fantastic. Any closing words, Gunnar? Well, I think as you pray through and begin to, apply this it's going to open up great conversations with your kids i've got two married married daughters amazing son-in-laws and um i'm looking forward to the conversations it creates with my married 
kids. I've got one more still at home. This is really good formative information for him. And then, you know, we, we all have good friends. I mean, iron sharpens irons. I hope you've got good friends in your life. Jeff and I are, are great friends. We've been friends for many, many years, growing our friendship even deeper. But, you know, as Jeff and I keep putting out these podcasts, we're going to find some places to travel and do some teaching, that kind of thing, through the Arcos Financial Network and through the Youth for Christ Network. We've got 130 chapters all around the United States. We've got 1,600 staff members in Youth for Christ reaching tons and tons of kids for Jesus. Um, love, 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 love. If it's part of your DNA to do something with us, come hang out. Come come hear what we're doing with Youth for Christ. See how you can impact the next generation. And, you know, shameless plug for, for Jeff, because I know he's not going to do it. If you need financial services and you want a, another person to process some things, whether it be investment, insurance, family planning, legacy planning, all the services they offer, look him up. He's got offices around the country, too, and fantastic staff all wired with the DNA to serve Christ. And, um, yeah, there's more There's more to just listening to a little podcast from these two guys. we got a whole whole group of great people around us. We're here to serve you. Gunner, thanks for letting me be a part. Hey, thank you for your time today. Sure enjoyed it. Y'all right, have a good time. See you later.